Welcome to Rachel Talks Technique, the show where we dig into the Ballet Beef Fit Method. Rachel Talks Technique brings you learnings, techniques, and experiences from special guests. Our passion is to help you pursue yours. Here's your host, Rachel Withers. Hi guys and welcome to Bally Befit's live stream, Rachel Talks Technique and in today's live stream I am talking about how to cue a class. So it really is about cueing your fitness uh, group exercise class or your Bally Befit class and that's what we really are going to talk about tonight and we will dive into the various topics about that and how you can really make your class go from um, an okay class to a great class and we'll be talking about how to cue your class whether that's in the studio which i know a lot of you right now are struggling with that actually getting into the studio uh, in these difficult times and also we'll talk about cueing a class virtually as well so um let me just introduce myself to those that don't know uh, me i'm rachel withers i'm the founder and i'm the ceo of bally be fit and i'd just like to say an absolute massive thanks for you joining us today so um what is bally be fit well at bally be fit uh, it's a ballet inspired fitness concept and our passion really is to help you pursue yours our passion is to help uh, ladies and gentlemen turn their passion for ballet and fitness into a profitable, into a thriving uh, business. Um, it really is as well our passion to build a Bally Befit community, a Bally Befit family, because we want um, to add value to people's lives and make a difference and make a contribution. So it'd be absolutely fantastic if you could say hello, just say hello in the comments box for me. I'm just going to open that up and please say where you're from, why you're joining us tonight, what you, you would really like to know about queuing a class. If you've got any questions, please pop them in that comments box. It is absolutely great. Um, we are going through StreamYard, and with StreamYard, for some reason, I can't sometimes see um, who's actually put the comment on. So sometimes I just see Facebook user. So um, please just say your name as well. That'd be fantastic. So I know who I'm speaking with. I've got a massive love heart there. Um, hugs and uh, good feelings back to you. So thank you. So as I say, um, tonight we are going to be talking about queuing your um, group exercise class, your fitness class, your Ballyby fitness class. So, right, let's get started with talking about queuing your class. Um, as I say, we're really going to talk about how to effectively queue your class to improve your success as a Ballyby fit instructor, or as I say, in fact, any uh, fitness instructor. Um, so please say hello, as I say, and um, right, I think we're going to crack on with everything now. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to share my screen um, and then I'm going to go through a few slides with you just to talk about queuing your class. Also today, I have got um, a fantastic guest uh, coming on a little later, um, Cherry. She is a fitness instructor with Ballaby Fit and she's going to talk about her experiences in queuing classes and actually her experience 
as an instructor with Ballyby Fit 2. So we'll be uh, asking Cherry to join us a little later on in this live stream. Um, I can just see uh, Carolyn, lovely to uh, hear from you. You're from Costa Rica, fantastic. That is amazing um, that you're joining us all the way from uh, Costa Rica. Um, how fantastic. Um, I'm in cold, dark um, UK and you're in um, Costa Rica. Absolutely lovely to hear from you. Um, I'm looking forward to um, sharing some great tips with you. And if you've got any questions, Carolyn, please, please just pop them in the comments box. Um, also, um, we have somebody from London. I can't see who you are. And then I have Kiana's mum, Don, Donnell. Donella, sorry about that. Um, it's lovely to hear from you. Um, Ken um, actually did some um, work with us at Ballaby Fix. She was an amazing young dancer, truly, truly talented. And uh, when we were uh, uh, filming some exercises and some choreography work, must be about 18 months ago now, uh, Kiana uh, was one of our dancers. She's so talented. I know she's doing uh, great because obviously I keep it, keep in touch. Um, but um, lovely to hear from you, Donella. Um, hi, Tracy. Uh, thank you for joining us too. So um, lovely to hear from, from you all. Um, and right, okay, I am now going to share my screen and I am going to talk about um, queuing your, uh, your class. So just bear with me. I'm not the, you know, I'm not the best with all of this technical. So uh, just uh, bear with me one second, and I'm going to share a screen. Uh, let's see. It's just whirring here. Just bear, I've got the. Let's see what happens. It's just taking its time. Here we go. There. I think you should be able to see my screen now. If for any reason you can't, just just let me know, and I should be in a little box. Um, I think uh, in the corner. Right. Okay. So hello and welcome to Ballet Be Fit. And as I say, today we are going to be talking about queuing a uh, class. So we're going to talk about really how to make your group exercise class, your Ballet Be Fit class, um great we're going to turn it from an okay class into a great class and um, it really is um when your clients can get the steps easily and they can execute them with good technique then the class just just naturally flows and and they will feel absolutely awesome and you won't then have to really struggle to make the class feel great because when you're queuing it well it's just going to run so smoothly and your participants like I say they're going to feel awesome they're going to understand the technique they're going to understand the movements and they're going to get so much out of it that it's just going to absolutely lead to a great class but more important importantly for you and for your business it's actually going to lead to a sold out fitness class, which is what we all want. So queuing really is very, very important. And it's important to recognize that not everyone learns in the same way. And if you think about it, just think about how you learn. Do you actually recognize yourself which method of learning you find the easiest? 
Just have a little think about how you uh, learn. What is your method of learning? Because that's something that you really need to consider when you're doing your uh, group exercise class is how do you how do your participants learn? And you've got to be able to have the skills to help all those different types of learning in that class and put that into how you cue your class. Hi, Shelby, great to have you here. Hi, uh, Coley as well, lovely to have you here. And yes, uh, Carolyn, is it nice and warm there? Uh, yeah, um, so uh, that is really um, uh, lovely, yeah, and it's cold here. Um, okay, so let's go on to the types of learning so as i say not everyone will learn in the same way and it's important as i say to recognize this and as i say recognize as well how you learn because that will help you um really understand how your clients learn when they're participating in one of your classes so really do think about how do you actually learn uh things so what we've got here, we've got auditory learners, and that is people who love to listen and they respond very well to a verbal class. So they respond really uh, well to uh, verbal cues. So we've got the auditory and hi, Cyan, great to have you joining us as well. Uh, lovely to have you all here today. Please, as I say, keep putting those comments in uh, the chat box. Love to hear your questions. Then we've also got visual learners. And that's the learners that really get everything from you showing the moves um, and really watching you as an instructor. And they really do get it from a visual point of view. So we've got the auditory, which is listening, the, the verbal cues. We've got the visual learners, which is really looking at, the, looking at you as an instructor. How do you do the technique? How do you do the form? And then we've got the kinesthetic learners, which are actually practicing. They actually like to really do uh, the movement. They like to feel it. It's, it's, that's how they really like to learn. So they like to practice, they like to do, and they it's, they like to, it's learning really like with a hands-on approach. So, and, and learning with modifications. And so those are the really the three types of learners. And what you need to do as an instructor is that you need to actually master all of three, these three types of cueing. Uh, so that your students can actually really nail the the technique and the class. And then they will actually really leave with lots of confidence. And when your clients, when your participants, when your attendees are leaving a class absolutely buzzing, absolutely full of confidence, that means that they're going to come back for more. So that's what you really want to be doing. You want to be using these three these three types of queuing, um, because that means that your clients are going to leave, all of them are going to leave with the confidence, because as I say, they all have different types of learning. And it is important that you really rely on all of these kind of techniques, um, as I say, when you're doing your ballet be fit class or your group exercise class. So I'm going to talk about, and I, I know I talked about this in one of my other um, live streams, but it really is important to know about your vocal tone and your pitch. And it is so important that 
you actually understand this and you know how to use your tone and your pitch. As a dance fitness or a ballet fit instructor, your voice is one of your biggest assets. And if you're delivering your class in the same tone of voice and pitch, it can just become, well, really monotonous. You really need to have that kind of light and shade in your your pitch and your tone and you can you can really practice changing your pitch your tone and your inflection to make your class more dynamic um, and one mistake that instructors uh do is they tend to shout louder when they're trying to get more energy into that class and first of all you really don't actually want to damage your voice so you know, by being loud, but you need to be very clear and confident in your delivery. That is an absolute must. But you also need to think about the other ways that you can cue verbally and um, without, well, without shouting. Can you, for example, think about it, you can change the speed, you can also lower your voice for emphasis and you can experiment by you know teaching verbally to your music as well i tend to kind of when the music is slightly um of a staccato a very quick sharp uh um music i can talk uh, because i then want the movement to be a bit um, sharper and quicker for example if i'm doing a point and a close exercise or a tonju which is the point and the close with the lifting of the leg a little higher and i want um my clients to close quite quickly in i can i'll be going and one and two and three and i'll be doing that uh, and i also do that very visually as well but i'll use my voice to have that energy so that they feel that, that, that there's that energy coming through and in and in or and out and out and it really creates a different energy now if you wanted if you wanted an, a movement to be uh longer and slower it might be you say and out and in and out and in and then it has that completely different energy to it and that really through the um through your voice and the pitch uh, and, and the tone, you can really change the energy of the movement. So really think about that. And another thing to do is sometimes we're not actually aware um, ourselves of how we sound. And I know we don't like actually listening to ourselves. And I, to be quite honest, don't like listening back to these uh, live streams. You know, I've, I've pronounced, I don't know how many things wrong uh, usually and stuttered and said, you know, and um, I don't know how many times, but it is actually really good practice to um, record yourself, listen to your class back and just think about how you could have emphasized something, how you could have, perhaps changed the tone or the pitch just to get a little bit more of that energy through. So do that. It really is a great idea. And also have a think about some of your favorite instructors and their classes and listen to them. How do they verbally cue? And what can you do that, uh, well, can you you know look at their technique and and how could you perhaps use that in your own style and your own method look you know at ballet be fit we're such a great family and we have an amazing um 
Facebook group and we promote each other's classes, what we like to do is we really suggest that as uh, instructors, join in with uh, another instructor's class, see how they deliver the class, really see, see kind of their tone, their pitch, their cues, see what, you know, see what you can take from their class and then do it, always be you, don't, but you can take the look at what somebody's doing well and you can do it in your own style. So have a look at that. It's really important to think about your verbal cueing. And then what we need to think about is we also need to think about our visual cueing, which clearly is non-verbal cueing. So that really is about cueing through showing uh, the movements to your class. So if you're, for example, you could be breaking down dance steps as you're doing them. So you could be really breaking it right down and showing showing them how to do that. And that's that's what we class as visual cueing. And you can also show your clients what not to do. It doesn't always have to be uh, the right way. You can actually show them what not to do too. And that's really good. For example, if you were doing a rise exercise, you'd be wanting to make sure that they're centrally rising through uh, through the feet. And so you might demonstrate for them not to sort of sickle the foot or, or uh, wing the foot the other way. So there's things that you can really demonstrate um, of what not to do, which sometimes goes in a lot better. And I think doing a posture exercise the wrong way really helps people to uh, understand how to improve their posture. So visual cluing is absolutely important too. And, you know, for example, show them a plie with the knees pressing out and you know, making sure that they're not rounding the back and, and just thinking about all of those things or you show them with the knees falling forward. So there's so much there that you can really kind of deliver through visual clues and you can all do this through um, online classes through Zoom. You can break it down and you can really just the same and you've got that time um, where you can do thumbs up, emojis, all that type of thing. Um, if you don't want to be stopping and starting too much in your visual class just to say, did you get that? Did you feel that? Uh, did you understand that? So you can get that interaction just the same way as you can in a studio. I think uh, emojis on uh, Zoom are great. Or I put, you know, I, I tend to say, put your hands up, you know, or don't understand it, that type of thing. So we kind of have like our own kind of mini sort of sign language in a way. So that's something that you can really do um, to get that interaction to um, see if they're really understanding your cueing. So really tap into visual demonstration, breaking down the steps, showing the right way and showing the wrong way. So that's some important things for visual cueing. And then visualization cueing. This is where we're really talking about um, analogies and really thoughts on, you know, sayings so that um, your clients and your intendings can get something visual into their heads that makes them think about it. For example, when I want um, to do something quick off the floor with a jump, and I'll try and get my hand back in, um, I might go peel off the floor. So I'll make them think that they're peeling the foot off the floor and then pushing it back down. And then I often uh, say, for example, um, if I'm wanting uh, clients to stand in the first position and really uh, pull up, I, I, I say, imagine a zip right from the very bottom, zipping you all the way up, 
pulling you all the way up centrally. And that's another really good, good one for visualization. So really think about um, cues that you can do. Uh, for example, just think about, you know, making sure that you I, I use to for keeping the hips in line traffic lights and if uh, for the tilting of the pelvis i say imagine a ruler and making sure that it's straight up and straight down so have a think about your exercises and have a think about what sayings you can use to really give some form of visualization because that really works exceptionally uh, well, as I say, you can do the zip up for the posture or a piece of string uh, coming from the crown. There's so much that you can use. So visualization cueing, you really, really can help your um, clients to really get some imagery uh, in there. So it's really important to do that. Um, and if you think about all these techniques and you use them, you really will elevate your class um, to a different level and you'll make it from an okay class to a great class. And I'm just going to say hi to Elsie as well. Lovely to hear from you too. Lovely to have you on the live stream. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to stop sharing my screen and I'm going to uh, invite Cherry on just so that we can really chat through um, what we've been talking about queuing and talk to Cherry about some of her experiences. So I'm going to stop sharing and um, I will bring um, Cherry onto this um, onto the live stream. Just bear with me one second. I just think, let me see what happens. Yeah, I'm there and um, here we go. Hi, Hello. Cherry. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. Right, well, lovely to have you uh, on, Cherry. So, um, obviously, uh, I've been talking about queuing, uh, and it'd be really good to kind of understand a little bit, sort of, about uh, the kind of the three types of um, queuing that we've got here. As I say, we've got the visual, the aud auditory, and the kinesthetic. How have you kind of incorporated them into your into your classes? It'd be great if you could sort of share some some tips with us. Uh, well, uh, first of all, before I do anything with any classes, I try and get everybody to relax. I try and make them feel comfortable. Often you're nervous. I, I'm nervous if I go to a new class. I, you, you get that sort of build up. So before I do anything, um, you know, we'll I'll have a joke about the moon's full so be careful I might you know I might buy you or something you know I just sort of try and release a bit of any you know a bit of nerve and, and get them to relax a little bit um then I, I tend to usually go through I'm I'm quite a I use gestures a lot anyway right. naturally yeah. so I use my hands a lot through a class um but Generally speaking, I'll go through what, what we're going to do and, uh, you know, from a static position, I start to use my hands to show feet turned out or yeah. knees yeah. of pose or alignment. And there's, like you, you've just mentioned, a lot of the cues that just com constantly come out of, uh, you know, as you, as you yeah. teach through your class constantly, stand tall, you know, the, the, the line through the body, straighters yeah. down, etc., etc. They they just constantly being reminded all the way through the class. Um, so and and then I'll always I, I'll always tell people to rest. I'll always sort of say 
you know, it's okay. You don't have to be doing exactly the same thing as the person next to you. It's your yeah. pain. That's that's quite an important thing for me. Releases the stress, releases the nerves in in people, and and then we get going. But I always try and imagine that it's my first time too. So as I'm as I'm presenting something, I'm always trying to imagine that what if I didn't know what what I meant? You know, how do I explain this? How do how do I, how do I put this to somebody? Yeah. So I'm always always using analogies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'll always sort of you know imagine we're doing hip raises, for example. You know, clenching the the buttocks and you know use your yeah. glute push high. So imagine that you've got a, a ball rolling down your chest yeah. and all, yeah. so all those sort of things come through yeah um in terms of, of voice i always try and speak really clearly um it's a bit daunting sometimes and in your nerves sometimes do get yeah. the better of you but uh, and, and, I try, and try and use try and be professional all the time i try and sort of you know you have to remind yourself that actually you're the you're the tutor here um, yeah. and there might be somebody in front of you who's a better dancer or has a better physique or has you know there's, yeah. there's always that there but you know you just sort of always try and come across uh, a professional as well but I think for me I always try and imagine that it's my first time and and how would I understand this so I try and describe it as though I didn't understand it um, adjusting tone of voice and, and direction of voice and things like that through uh, through the moves through even through the same move as it as it goes through yeah. a move um, as it gets progressively diff, more and more difficult. Say for example, you're doing a plie and you're going lower and lower and lower. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, your voice changes to to compensate for how much more difficult that might feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, example. A high energetic move as well sometimes you're a little bit out of breath so I will often stop and let them carry on so that yeah. I can actually yeah. continue to talk through how they should be doing it and and how they're coping and see properly um for example uh try and be concise I think it's trying yeah. to keep it nice yeah. and neat and, and don't go into great lengths of, of detail or, or anything because no, you just find that it kind of goes uh, over the, over the head over yeah the head. yeah yeah absolutely yeah and and i think um initially when you when you when you first sort of take it on it particularly yeah. for myself yeah. i hadn't really done much uh teaching before um i took on these um instructor courses so um for me it sort of was a case of getting used to the different as you've said the different types of person and how they respond to your um, uh, your presentation so yeah. um, you know you 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 describe something in one way but then as you do the same move again you might describe it in another way so that they another um, participant yeah. Yeah. understands yeah. it as well um, yeah. or, or, or gets the benefit as well um, I try and use the same sort of descriptive words time and time and time again that, that um, exactly. you know I, I don't. I don't try and uh, you know. I, I perhaps might not use the right term or the correct term. For example, I might use you know butt cheeks or buttocks instead of glutes. But I try and stick with that so that it, everybody next time round 
knows no. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you change it every class, it's yeah. like, well, what's what's that? What's that? Yeah. Whereas if it's if it's defined with the same name, then they're going they're going to know exactly what you're talking about, and they're going to get it. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, I personally, I don't, sometimes I don't use ballet terms because, again, that's, if you, if you haven't, if you're not speaking to a ballerina or a dancer, yeah. then they don't necessarily know what that move is. So, you know, um, it, it might be that the arabesque, and I, I, just, I just describe where we're doing, I describe where the weight is in the, in the leg, I describe where the alignment is through the body. Um, you know, I'll describe that you from from the uh, hip to the toe is completely engaged. You know, squeeze as hard yeah. as you can, and then lift that leg up off the floor. I'm doing it as I'm speaking. To yeah, you. Yeah, I would call our best leg lift. Right? Yes, yeah. I, I will use. Um, you know, I will use ballet terminology, but I'll often say, right, we're going to do leg lifts, which is yeah. you want to know uh, an arabesque. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I was as you were telling me then. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> so yeah, so I'll, I'll try very hard to sort of gesture with a move and, and sort of accentuate and, and so people really feel, um, so they, they actually feel the move rather than just do the move. Um, yeah. I think is, is where. But I think, um, personally, a good class would be. A mix of cues all the way through to identify, you know, so you you're identifying your uh, participant and their needs. You yeah. can't often yeah. do that over over online classes so quickly or so easily. But um, in a studio, you can you can see whether something's gone straight over somebody's head, or yeah. you can see whether it's yeah. sinking in, or they're even taking any notice because. Mm -hmm. A lot of cases, people come to class for a little bit of escapism, and sometimes <laughs> they just stand there for an hour and let it all just flow yeah. over. And <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to talk a little bit as well about exclusive and inclusive queuing. Now, for me, when I'm say doing talking about a plie, uh, a plie or a squat uh, in say the first position, I tend not to say turn your feet out and go as low as you can because what can happen is you can have a client that'll overturn out and then I'll go too far low and they can damage the knees and they can overstretch. So for an inclusive way of doing it, I would say. You turn your feet out to, uh, say, 10 to 2 to make it uh, really very structured. And then I'll say, uh, go as low as your knees over your toes so that they understand where that is. And that's something that I think um, is really kind of very, very important in terms of cueing as well, is not is to be quite precise in where you want the movement to be so that uh, your attendees aren't actually kind of just going with the wrong technique or the wrong form. So I think exclusive and inclusive queuing is really quite important. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the more you get to know your students and the easier it is to to, to display that, um, those cues. But uh, certainly from, from the end, and I, my, my rule, my first rule of any group exercise is have an alternative move ready because um 
you know, you my 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 participants range from twenty through to seventy eight. One of my ladies is so, um, you know, she she cannot do what the twenty year old yeah. can do. She, yeah. she can, she can actually, <laughs> but she thinks she can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so my my first my first rule is, and and I have ladies with cancer. I have a pregnant lady now. You know, so um, my first rule is have a regretted move or have an alternative move completely different Absolutely. to what somebody else is doing so that um so that they can carry on with the exercise but you know they're not going to hurt themselves um you know you might know somebody might have a problem with the back and a particular move is absolutely no good for for, for that lady so you know always there's, there's yeah. something else on offer yeah yeah but but exactly that uh, you know how you've just described i i would say exactly what you did you know toes out at 10 to 2 um or more if you can go there but turn the, you know yeah. turn your turns out tend to make sure you're turning from your hip make sure you're yeah. not standing you know keep your keep your weight in the right place make sure that your tailbone's going straight down you're not sticking your bottom mm. out you know, keep your chin high, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So much, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and and again, over 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 Zoom, it's far more difficult to see if somebody's doing that correctly. So it's even more important that you keep on saying that through the moon. Exactly. You know, if you're if you're playing eight times, you're probably going to to describe what you're doing six five or six times through those eight moves, you know, constantly saying, keep your shoulders down, keep your chest open, keep your chin up, keep your, you know, breathe and smile. I think saying breathe is so, so important because, and especially when we're teaching it through Zoom, because mm-hmm. you can't see that kind of breath. And I know, you know, from the studio, I know that, a lot of uh, clients the holding holding it through and for me especially when we do like the stretching and the flexibility if you're breathing that through you're going to find that you're going to get so much more range of motion if uh, movement if you actually are breathing all the way through so i think that that's something that's so important to tell your, your oh, yeah. attendees to do that and hi ethan and hi clara lovely to have you joining us on the live stream too sorry but yeah i do actually really think that that's so important too to to tell the clients to breathe and definitely have fun, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> absolutely yeah i think yeah. one 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 thing that i um i learned very early on in my uh Bupex days was was that imagine that the people or the person that you're your teaching is actually hard of sight blind hard of yeah. sight yeah. um so it forces you to um to to fully describe what you're doing so you don't yeah. just say over there or over here or you know arms in the air you you actually describe the full movement so you're pulling you, you're pulling up your body straight like you say zipping up from your heat from your yeah. heels tucking that tailbone in, keeping that alignment. Imagine you're between two panes of glass, you know, That's and stay straight. Um, you know, so and and move out the right arm, move out the left arm, lift the right foot, point the right toe. You know, all those sort of things help. Um again, it's just a point it's just a it was just a thing, you know, imagine that somebody can't see you 
and then yeah. you have to describe something so much more detailed than you might you know you might normally absolutely uh, absolutely and um, and so we talked about queuing and i think tell me now how your experiences with you've been with us how long with Ballyby fit now how long have you been uh, I think a couple of years, but didn't do my exam straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your kind of experience with us and how you're finding it and everything. I love it. I can't um, thank you enough. It's uh, It's been a, a wonderful journey. Um, I teach online in a studio. Um, it's taken a little while to build my online um, uh following up but that's yeah. my fault not yours um the studio covid sort of put a hit on that i would normally have had um 10 students in the class but i can only fit physically four yeah. now so yeah. that's that's sort of so i do a combination of online um in studio um range of participants but absolutely wonderful girls uh 20 through to 78 um like i say <laughs> they all thoroughly enjoy the um, pace of, of Ballyby Fit and um, how it's a, it seems to be more of a gentle exercise but yes. the benefits yeah. of it are yeah. I actually say equal to a hit class that I take so um, you know the actual sort of heart yeah. rate lift yeah. and, and the, the, yeah. the relaxation yeah. and the stretch and everything like that they you know they really thoroughly enjoy um, the benefits of that as do I um, you know it's been um, it's been really a godsend, I think, through the last nine months to stay connected uh, yeah. with these people and be able to do these things. It, it's amazing how you can adapt your class to become sort of quite a, a, a lot more static. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, to be able to, to say to people, you can do this in your bedroom living room yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. you can do wherever you wherever you've got yeah. you know yeah. private space you can do this so uh yeah and but personally i just thoroughly enjoy um being part oh. of the family it's um it's fantastic the support that that's there it's it's every turn and i just feel that the experience can really only get better from here so oh that's just so i love it so for people to be able to find you, I think we've just put some information on. We've put your email on and your number. And when are you, what what days do you hold your online classes? When are you holding them? I do, I do uh, Thursday, um, 7 o'clock on a Thursday and uh, 9.30 on a Saturday at the moment. Um, so depending on, on how it goes through the winter, we might we might try and get a few more in. But um, yeah. yeah, but at the moment, okay. Thursday night, 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 yeah. Saturday morning at 9.30. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if anybody wants to join Cherry for her classes, we've got them all on um, in the comments box now. You can uh, message Cherry direct or... Yeah can actually go onto our website as well and every instructor is on our website so if you're in the Skipton area um Cherry's there's a little map with a little little uh, hot area for Skipton where Cherry is so you can contact her with uh, directly through there as well um I'm just so you know it's so lovely to hear for me um your positive experiences for yourself with Ballyby Fit but also for your for your clients as well. I think 
you it's 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 really truly it is rewarding is it when you see the benefits and uh everything of what's uh of participants yeah I, it, I love it i love to see six eight ten weeks on um yeah. that couldn't do a bit of a flank or a, a you know couldn't do the plie couldn't get the couldn't get the movement but yet the they're six inches off the floor or you know they i love that progression i love to see that and and um and they do otherwise otherwise they won't keep coming back thank you ever so much for joining us tonight um thank you, you know, uh, lovely to hear from you and um we always keep in touch anyway we keep in touch with all of our instructors and as i say um it is really good isn't it how we are such a family and we're all kind of connected through the facebook through our groups and everything and we really do support uh, one another so as i say you can check everything out to find cherry and her classes thank you ever so much and um I'll catch up with you real soon. Yeah, so, see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay. So, as I say, um, hi, Joe, for joining us uh, today as well. As I say, you can check all Cherry's uh, classes out. All the details are in our comments box um, or go to uh, our website, which is ballybefit.co.uk. And also in our fitness group, the Bally Fitness Room, we have all the details and information in there too. Um, and both this, this live stream will be uh, staying on in the Bally Fitness Room, our Facebook group, and also will be staying on the Teach Bally Be Fit uh, Facebook page as well. So, um, please, if you're actually interested in becoming an instructor, please put a comment in the comment box, messages. It's also, you know, great to hear if you've got any other questions that you want us to answer. I always like to know what you want to learn and discover so that I can make sure that the topics that I'm talking to you about are relevant to you. And then there's something that we can really help you to improve on your classes, whether that's Bally Be Fit, classes or whether that's um, a group exercise class. Hi, Sarah Louise, lovely to have you uh, here too. So before I finish today, before I wrap up, each month I leave you with a takeaway that you can actually implement right now. So we've been talking about queuing your classes or um, as a Bally Be Fit instructor or in fact any instructor. So today's takeaway is I want you actually to think about the inclusive and the exclusive queuing that we've been talking about. And I want you to think about the various technique and forms of our various exercises and moves so that you're able to really take your class to uh, and be confident that you're delivering on your adaptations and also making sure that you're very inclusive in terms of how you're delivering the technique and the form. So what I'd like you to really implement right now is think about what exclusive and what inclusive queuing means and how you can deliver that. Um, so that when, when we're out of COVID, when you're you can have massive massive well large class larger class numbers not massive so you can't cope but large class numbers um that you are able to really deliver um 
on your on your cueing and make sure that you're really really confident on your technique and your form for your cueing so that when you've got a diverse level of participants in your class that if you've really thought about that inclusive and exclusive cueing you'll be confident in how you're delivering and it is as i say so important when you're doing it through zoom as well because it is harder to see how the technique and the form is so that's a takeaway i would really like you to think about and think about the various steps that we do i explained how to do the plie technique uh, the squat technique today think about the other um exercise moves that they are and think about how you can make that a really inclusive form of cueing so that's what i would really like you uh, to take away today so i'm going to wrap up thank you ever so much for joining me and a big thanks to cherry for joining us i hope i think it's been another great episode of rachel talks technique please don't forget to actually share this share this with um other instructors that you know that you might think might really want to know a little bit about this. Um, and we'll be putting this on our YouTube channel, Bally Be Fit. And um, you can also find the, the series. We've got another four or five episodes uh, on the YouTube channel that are talking various uh, topics on technique. So go to that and please follow us, like us, share us on social media. And I'm so happy that you've tuned in tonight. Please join us again at the same time at 7 p.m. at GMT on the 19th of November for episode six, which will be our final episode in this particular series. And this will all be about, um, it'll be a Q&A and it'll be a Q&A on all things that are ballet and fitness and technique. So please, what I'd love you to do is send your questions into our team right now so that we can collate all of that so that we can make sure when we do that on the 19th of November that we can answer all your questions that are really about ballet and fitness. And make sure you join us live on the 19th so that if you've got any comments, we can actually uh, answer those questions uh, live. So it really is a good night from me. It's a good night from Ballet Be Fit. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. So take care, everybody. And um, I'll see you on the 19th of November at 7 p.m. GMT. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Rachel Talks Technique. Be sure to visit balletbefit.co.uk to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Join us next time for more tips and techniques. Bye for now.